This podcast contains explicit content. You are listening to Hardly Focused. My God, are you still talking? Hear more at hardlyfocused.com. Hey, we're Hardly Focused. Mike Torrar, Jack Gilly, can find us at hardlyfocused.com on your favorite podcast app on YouTube. Just search all of those places for Hardly Focused. If uh, you didn't listen to the previous segment of this episode, you should, because I really only intended to talk about Boston Calling for maybe 10 or 15 minutes. And then this guy over here, all he had to say was the name Perry Farrell. And uh, there's a reason why the show is called Hardly Focused. Because I dangle keys in front of him and I jingle them and he just goes off. <laughs> oh, man, did that, uh, did that wake me up? Now, now here's, uh, let's go behind the scenes a little bit. I told Mike, hey, look, I'm, I didn't get a lot of sleep last night. I'm tired. Um, let's only just do, you know, one segment, kind of like how we do with the Yak and Jack episodes and do like 30 minutes, whatever. And, my, and Mike's like, yeah, cool, fine. And here we are recording the second segment of the episode because uh, that's just how we do. Hey, you know what? It is what it is. And if you wanted, you know, somebody being an expert with uh, distracting toddlers, your man. Yeah, I'm not going to uh, knock your skills there and your talents. You're you're good at that, man. Uh, you know, you got to learn from the best. Uh, two fucking assholes. So <laughs> I love them. I love them. They're my assholes. So you've got two assholes, man. That's awesome. Yeah. It's yep. shitting really easy. Yeah. How many times a day do you poop? It depends on what I eat. Three or four. Fifteen. <laughs> uh, uh, so, uh, Top Gun is a film that came out in 1986. And it had quite the soundtrack. Don't play too much of it. We don't want Facebook to yell at us. Uh, Kenny Loggins, Berlin, Cheap Trick. Let's go back. Cheap Trick? No. (laughs) Cheap Trick? No one knows Cheap Trick songs. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. (laughs) We had a whole discussion about Cheap Trick in the last segment. And then, uh, yeah, they were on the soundtrack for that. Uh, Yeah, Top Gun. Original, the first Top Gun had quite the soundtrack and I mean, uh, it, it, it's underappreciated how much good oh, in quotes good music was on that soundtrack i mean some of it doesn't necessarily stand the test of time if you're not into like 80s music but it's it's solid it is solid uh lover boy that's i was trying to remember who else was on uh who else kenny loggins Fucking Kenny Loggins twice on this, but Kenny Loggins, Tina Marie, Berlin, Miami Sound Machine, Loverboy. Yep. Uh, holy fuck. So, did you I, pick, did I pick up with the mic? What, what you fart? Fucking thunderbolt. Holy shit. At this point, I can't tell if it's you ripping ass or if it's. It was not me ripping ass this time. I admit it. <laughs> I don't think I heard. I'll have to go back and listen. After I process yeah. everything, I'll have okay. to go back and listen. And of course, it. Otis Redding and. The Righteous Brothers. Yep. By far. That is the reason I started doing some karaoke in college. Because of the Righteous Because I, I lost that love and feeling. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I mean, my God, that is that is a great scene. Going back to uh, Cheap Trick, they hate this song because it was a product of the 80s and they didn't actually write it. And it didn't chart. It was the only single from the soundtrack that didn't chart when all the other ones did. It doesn't even sound like Cheap Trick. Well, until Xander kicks in. Yeah. But it's just, it's a product of the mid-1980s, this song. I think this played during the end credits too. Like I think they the instrumental version played at some point in the film, but it, it was like the end credit song. Yeah. Anyway, um, so Top Gun Maverick came out uh, this uh, past week, 
Mike, I'm going to guess you haven't seen it yet. I have not seen it yet, but I hear positive things. Holy fuck. It is. Have you, have you seen it? I did. I took my father. All right. Because my father, uh, when I was uh, quite young, I remember him and I watched Top Gun together. Um, and I thought it was like the cheesiest, cruelest thing I'd ever seen. Uh, I, I hated Slider. Uh, I, I developed a man crush on Anthony Edwards. Despite him wearing a shirt on the beach. <laughs> and then he went on ER and lost all of his hair. But uh, Top Gun Maverick, I took my father to see Top Gun Maverick. Holy shit, it is it, all the praise you're seeing about it, it, all the all the everything the critics are saying, all, what everything you're seeing is is accurate. It is very good. It is unbelievable that a film that, that is a sequel to something that came out 35 plus years ago um, is that good. If I I will. Just go out and say better than the first one. Oh, oh, really? Better than the first in one. That pantheon right there. Because let me tell you, that is a rare feat in moviedom to say that the sequel is better than the original. Now, there are some great sequels out there, mm -hmm. not knocking sequels, but saying this sequel is better than the original. That is rare, sir. That is rare. It I I will argue that Top Gun Maverick will be up there among Terminator 2 and Aliens. Um, and Empire Strikes Back? Oh, yeah. And uh, now I, I'm trying to think of non-Tom Cruise vehicles, but uh, any of the Mission Impossibles that are not two. <laughs> yeah, but those are sequels. Those aren't, uh, those are like ex extra sequels. Sure. Like we're talking like, Second one. Second one's out, like the immediate sequel. Oh, okay. So not Die Hard with a Vengeance. No, not Die Yeah, No, we're talking about Die Harder. Okay. But Which Die Hard with a Vengeance. Yeah. yeah, like Die Harder with a Yeah. Three, better. Two, not better. Yep. One is good. But see, that's the thing. The sophomore slump. That's what you're talking about. The sophomore slump in movies happens. Yep. You're like, hey, we'll make a trilogy, but the second one, eh, it's a kind of bridge. It's a bridge episode. Uh, It's a Bridgerton episode. Wayne's World or Wayne's World 2? Because um, I find myself quoting Wayne's World 2 more than the first one. Who's, who's the old lady? That's my old lady. Yeah, but I feel like Wayne's World kind of like... I, I don't know. I, think, I, th yeah. I feel like Wayne's World. Okay. But it, it's right. It's a tough call, though. It's a tough call. Yep. Well, anyway, yeah, Top Gun Maverick is absolutely fantastic. Um, oh God, I just I don't want to. No I don't want to say it because I don't want to spoil it because there's there's so many good things that happen in it. Well, we can say this: we can talk about regardless of what happens in the plot. They were able to get back, and it's no secret because it's all over the fucking internet. They were able to get back. Iceman. Yes, that was. Now, if they were able to get back Goose, that would have been amazing. But I can't, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen the 1986 movie yet, Goose dies. Poor Anthony Edwards. The two things that that guy is most famous for, and he dies in both of them. Wah, wah. He died in Top Gun, and then he was on ER for eight seasons, and then he died on that. And holy fuck, was that just depressing? Was that like the saddest fucking thing when he died? Because they stretched it out over two seasons. Well, apparently the amazing thing about the saddest thing isn't the fact that uh, he had died as a character. The saddest thing is that Val Kilmer didn't speak in the movie. In, uh, in Maverick? In Maverick. I'm not spoiling anything. You're not spoiling anything. He didn't speak. And you're like, well, wait a second. He had speaking lines. But oh, he didn't speak. You're right. Yes. AI he didn't speak. Artificial intelligence, baby. Now, now, not not spoiling anything. Watching that film. Did you notice that? I 
see, I think I've only seen like one video of him speaking since he had his throat surgery since he beat cancer because he has no voice now it's like yeah it's it sounds like a like a sea creature it's it's literally like basically taking a bunch of you know raw meat instead of a larynx and putting it there in his throat it's like it just it's it's not gonna work yeah so it didn't i didn't make the connection when he started speaking and i told my father because my father like uh didn't he i don't even think he knew that val kilmer like um you know, was sick. It didn't have a voice anymore. And I pointed so out, he too, didn't notice it. Then I pointed out to him. I'm like, that's what he sounds like now. It didn't dawn on me. I'm like, no, dude, that wasn't actually his voice. That was, uh, that was AI. So, so it was that good. So that's what I was thinking. I was like, yeah, I've seen, you know, everybody's like, oh, we, we AI'd, you know, or we you know, we CGI'd the face or we, you know, we did AI and a composite with, you know, other characters. We de-aged them or they were dead. We put them back to life and put it, you know, but I, this is the first time I've heard them actually running AI voice for a feature film. I think you're right. Like for a main character, like I I know they may have done like like lines here and there, depending on like. But feature film, this is the first time I've an actual live character has uh, that I can be I'm aware of. Sure, I know and- there's like Lucasfilm and Star Wars have done some with like de aging voices or putting together some some you know Skywalker voices. Yeah, they've but, done it with uh, with Mark Hamill on the yeah with Mark Boba Hamill Fett. on there. Yeah, but in terms of actually like you don't have a voice anymore. We couldn't pre-record half your lines. We literally had to go through and have a computer learn your voice and have it sync up perfectly to how you're acting. Yep, and because uh, I would imagine when they filmed his scene that. They're hearing, like, they're playing the audio to him so he can, like, act it out. Like, I have a feeling that he actually, like, he spoke. Yeah. As, you know, his now normal speaking voice. Yeah. And then they, and then they did their uh, AI magic, magic. at this, this bleak future that we live in now where you have the technology available to just I mean, do it. I, I, it's always that worry, like, are they going to do it for nefarious purposes? But right now, everything seems to be altruistic in the movie industry like right. we want like we want him to sound like he is like we want him in this movie apparently according to what i've read tom cruise is like this movie's not getting made unless val kilmer's in it that point blank yeah. he's like i'm not making this movie unless i can get val and now i really hope it's not just doing it because you know val himself has has gone through tough times as of late but he's like what like vice admiral of the fleet that the the pacific naval fleet like he's he's like the guy in charge of the navy yeah <laughs> like, they, well, gave, I think they, they did they, that because they're like there's no way that we could put him in a plane like i think they looked at that and they're like all right well he's not he's not a fighter anymore like we can't fake that well it's also like tom cruise and his character in maverick versus uh what what Iceman would be doing right like if you're you know you're a danger Mav you're a danger when you're up in the air yeah and, and then now that's me also trying not to spoil things because that's a yeah. yeah it's a major plot point that I don't want to give away but anyway yeah I, I the way I interpret it is uh, Kilmer spoke using his normal speaking voice and then they went and they, they added the AI and and um, replicated. But in, term, in terms of what you got, you didn't like. It wasn't noticeable. Like you're a, the reason I'm at. You're a fucking audiophile, right? Like you jerk off to good sound. Um, and I don't mean he's ASMR wrong. stuff. I mean like you literally. Oh, he's not yeah. wrong. Yeah. Um, but not. like the fact that you're, you're like you weren't like jarred by it. You're like, oh, what's like something's off. Like I'm not. Right. You know, like so when you see a, a bad dub or hear a bad dub, I should say. Yeah. Like you can tell your your brain goes into like. I, I don't know why, but I don't like it. Yep. You know, and for this, you didn't feel that. No, it, I didn't, it didn't take even, you out of the experience. It didn't even click. I'm telling there you. you go. Yeah. So that's all we need to know. Everybody can go and be like, boom. Yeah. Full bore right in there. I mean, the same thing with uh, what, what, what was it? Which Marvel one was? It? I think it was Civil War when they show uh, t- teenage Tony Stark at the beginning. And mm-hmm. I, I thought that they had superimposed one of uh, RDJ's films from the 80s into the scene. 
and then realized, no, that's him. They just de-aged him. Mm-hmm. And it, that was the first time where it really clicked how good the technology is now. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and it worked for there. Now, uh, if I give I mean, it did help that he made so many movies when he was young, so they could pull that, that sh- image out of it too. Sure. But yeah. Um, now I, if, if I give context, we'll be giving stuff away, but it made sense for, uh, why Kilmer only had like, I think like less than 10 words that he speaks. Um, so it wasn't, it wasn't a lot, but you're right. It didn't initially register until I saw that article come out about how they used AI to basically recreate his voice pre cancer. Uh, Roger Ebert, uh, if you remember for, yes, he had like like a whole jaw removed. Oh yeah. That dude just constantly looked like he was smiling. Uh, but he used a, um, he was doing sort of the Stephen Hawking. Mm-hmm. Now, now, the Hawking preferred using that very archaic robotic voice. Yeah, and then he was like, fuck it, it's my voice now. Yeah. Uh, Ebert. Fuck for, it, it's my voice now. Ebert wanted, like, he was using what was at the time like a standard, like, text-to-speech, things that, you know, I've, I've used for production for, for this show. Or uh, the but, fact that, t- that fucking the TikTok people use at this point now? Well, the TikTok ones throw me off because those sound really good uh, some of them do so i mean you get into the point i mean you can still tell it's synthesized but it's much better than like what we had 10 years ago oh yeah um uh, ebert in the last couple of years of his life they're actually developing a voice for him and I, I can't remember if he was actually able to eventually start using it but it was modeled after his own voice and they, it was a very early version of what we hear in Maverick with uh, Val Kilmer, whatever his name is, Val Kilmer's voice. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, this, this thing I made in 2008 were a far cry from these days. The Ack and Jack Show. Oh, yes. Like, we've, we've come a long, long way. The Ack and Jack Show. You are listening to The Ack and Jack Show. See, that one was always my favorite because that was... The, the most natural sounding one. Um, but they, they, they didn't all sound like that. So, but it, it nowadays, uh, it doesn't matter. So, uh, the, uh, jo- uh, I think his name is Joseph Kaczynski, the director of Top Gun Maverick. Uh, Mike, are you familiar with the name and his, uh, resume? Uh, what's the name again? Joseph Kaczynski. Kaczynski. I know, I, I know his brother, Ted. Uh, <laughs> But his name on 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 its own, his name I don't I don't Did, know. But I'm sure he's got a litany of good things. Do you know that uh, Ted Kaczynski, his brother, is like very close with one of Ted Kaczynski's victims? Really? Yeah. Like he, uh, I don't know. I I don't want to get into the whole thing. I don't want to sidetrack too far from it. But yeah, uh, they keys 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 keys. <laughs> because his brother, you know, was like doing a whole like, well, why why did my brother Ted? do the thing that he did and he ended up like syncing up with some guy who survived you know one of the bombs mm-hmm. that, uh, that Ted mailed him and then they ended up like becoming friends like, like the, 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 I don't know there's there's just something about that it seems a little weird <laughs> just a little bit odd uh, Joseph Kaczynski did not even spell the same <laughs> I mean let's be honest you could throw letters at the wall and you put an SKI at the end they're Polish it's all you know uh, his uh, debut film, debut uh, directorial film, Tron Legacy. Ooh, in 2010. So this guy. So is, I gotta say, Tron Legacy, uh, okay film, visual orgasm. Oh yeah, not not visual one that you would, orgasm. Not one that you would say is better than the original. Uh, no, I mean, you, you can't. It's it's they're so far and apart from each other. I wouldn't even be able to compare them as a sequel and original. Um, I, the the original, from what it was, was amazing. It can't hold a candle to the sequel, but it's they're two, two completely different beasts yeah. at that point. Um, if they were made closer in time, like if if I could take Tron Legacy visuals and put it on Tron, I think Tron may be better. Yeah. Um, but either way, the, the, the Tron Legacy. Oh my god, that was like, yeah. That was one of the first. 
like feature length films that had uh, digital de-aging. de-aging. Yeah. And it looks archaic by today's standards. Yeah. But at the time it looked good. It was at the time. It was pioneering. Yeah. It was revolutionary, Robin. Hoo hoo. Um, it, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> that, that was like its biggest draw was that it had, you know, 1982 Jeff Bridges in it in 2010. There's a great line in that film too, where, uh, Jeff Bridges claims to have invented the internet. <laughs> His son's telling him about like everything that's, that's happened since, uh, Kevin Flynn got stuck in, uh, in the grid or whatever. And he takes, he pulls an Al Gore and claims to have invented the internet. <laughs> um, there might be a Tron three. That's been in development hell for ever since 2010, man. They, they, they apparently they're production 2022. Yeah. Jared Leto, I guess is going to be in it. So, you know, it's going to oh, be, so it's going to suck. It's going to be terrible. Damn it. Yeah. Jared Leto, dude, you know, you know, you, you know what tour I would not pay any money to see. 30 seconds seconds to Mars, 30 seconds to Mars and anything featuring Perry Farrell, because, you know, his stupid wife is going to be there. So it's just going to be all (laughs) sorts of terrible. When I went to the K-Rock almost acoustic Christmas in 2017 um, and uh, the Smashing Pumpkins performed uh, and and Third Eye Blind, but like sandwich in between was 30 seconds of Mars and I left. I left the venue. I went outside and just hung out outside while that stupid pompous dick was up on stage with his brother who whose drum kit, his brother's drum kit didn't even have cymbals. And it's just the two of them. And they're just, it, it was bad. <sighs> Might as well call me David Coverdale because here I go again. <laughs> anyway, uh, so... Jokes. Uh, Joseph Kaczynski, that's that's going to be his repertoire doing uh, sequels to films like several decades apart. That's fine. He also did Oblivion with Tom Cruise. So he's got he's got a little uh, mm-hmm. little going on with there. With just uh, boy. It, just keep in mind that Joseph Kaczynski here was uh, eight years old when Tron came out and then uh, 12 when Top Gun came out. <laughs> All right, so we need to go back into his childhood. What else was a movie that came out right around that time? You know, I uh, they, so they did a uh, a dedication, you know, uh, in memory of Tony Scott during the credits. Mm-hmm. That was the original, the uh, Top Gun's director, and uh, my stupid ass didn't realize that's Ridley Scott's brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Enemy of the State, another great film. I I apologize for making fun of. Uh, Tony Scott when he when he took his life back back in the more ribald days of this podcast. Yeah, I mean, I, I, he he's got like the his directorial, you know, feature films. They're pretty solid. Oh yeah. I yeah. mean, there's nothing that that's like like true romance. Underrated, underrated movie right there. All right, Days of Thunder. You know, you got Top Gun, obviously, mm-hmm. Crimson Tide. Yeah, back in the t- at that that t- at that point, man on fire. Oh, and then he just randomly decided to jump off a bridge one day. Yep. So, uh, and then meanwhile, Ridley Scott is still trying to crank out alien entries. So <laughs> we've got that. It's over, man. It's over. <laughs> well, you got Noah Hawley on FX, uh, the guy who did the Fargo, the absolutely amazing Fargo series. He's doing Alien. Next, there's going to be an alien series. So I will, I will, I uh, would buy that for a dollar. <laughs> if I may quote a completely different franchise. I'd buy that for a dollar. Uh, Robocop 2, uh, very good film. Not better than the original. No, nothing beats Robocop. Um, not Robocop 3, not Son of Robocop. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, Yahoo has an article here. Tom Cruise's Scientology connection shouldn't be in- ignored amid Top Gun success, says Leah Remini. I'll be honest. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Scientology is a fucking cult. Oh, and my I God. Would, yeah. I would say it's Tom Cruise's face. This and I'd, I'd be curious to know what you think about this, but this is one of those instances. And I, I can do the same with, uh, you know, Mission Impossible. I, I this is me separating Tom Cruise, the psychopath Scientologist from Tom Cruise, the actor. You glib. You know what? You glib. You glib. 
Well, what do you think then? <laughs> Mr. Dictionary over here. Glib. I love Katie Holmes. That's what I think. <laughs> Jumping up and down on a couch, getting your, 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 your shoe marks everywhere. Fuck your couch, Oprah. Fuck your couch. <laughs> Uh, can you do that though? Can you separate the Scientologist from the actor? Does that does that dilute your enjoyment of whatever it is he's doing? Um, I I feel like I can. Like there's certain people I can, and certain people I can't. Um, like uh, David Bowie. Like I can separate out his music from his personal life. Sure. With the 13 year old, like. That's reprehensible, but the music is there. Mm-hmm. I can't do that with R. Kelly. I I can kind of do it with Marilyn Manson a little bit, but it's it's getting tougher. Michael Jackson, I can separate out the music. I can separate out the Scientology from him on most of his stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I still necessarily have, have you know maybe you know, not like as rah rah just boom bah. Like I'm going to go because it's Tom Cruise, but I know he's not going to put in a bullshit effort. That's the one thing. Like I know he's committed to his craft as an actor, which I appreciate. I just don't appreciate him not telling me where Shelly, you know, Miscavige is because she's been fucking missing and God knows she's probably fucking in some spider hole in some Scientology building. But that's just me. That's just me. So uh, if you remember in the original Top Gun uh, to the uh, to the crooning of Terry Nunn in Berlin, there was the gratuitous sex scene between uh, Tom gratuitous? Cruise. Gratuitous? It's never gratuitous. And Kelly McGinnis. Yep. Or uh, McGillis. Kelly McGillis. Uh, now, Kelly McGillis, not in Top Gun Maverick for... Uh, you mean Kelly McGinnis? Is it McGinnis? You mean Kelly McGinnis? Whatever the fuck her name is. <laughs> she's mean Kelly McGillis? She, whatever the fuck her name is, you stupid son of a bitch. I'm going to fuck your world up. McGillis. It was McGillis. I was right the second time. Better. (laughs) Sequel is better than the original. Um, She's not in the sequel for reasons that I don't think we will ever know. Yeah, I'm a little fat. I get that. Boy, she has not aged gracefully. There's a photo, a recent photo of her with Tom Cruise, and at first glance, I'm like, hey, Tom Cruise in a, in a fan. Tom Cruise and his mom. You're like, okay, all right. <laughs> oh, God, no. That, that, that is the bombshell from Top Gun. So there's the sex scene in the original. Now, uh, minor spoilers. There's a, uh, a love scene in the sequel. However, it is truncated heavily, and I have a feeling... That has something to do with Scientology. I don't know. I genuinely don't know. But I'm 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 questioning. Uh, did they did they put that in there? But Tom Cruise wouldn't do it unless like they don't actually show anything. They show the lead up and then the you know the after. Uh, could it be because they were worried about like making sure it was clearly not R? Um, I mean, as long as I don't think in the original they showed anything. Oh yeah, but that was back in the '80s where they were like you know throwing yeah. out PGs like left and right. Like Airplane, the movie, had fucking sure. boobs bouncing out in the middle of the screen. That got a PG rating. Yeah, it's... So, P- I mean, you know, yeah. nowadays... PG-13, I mean, you can get away. I think, like, what is it with PG-13? Is it one fuck or three? You, uh, now it might be. I know one. What Guaranteed one. Yeah. I don't know about three. Depends on... That's dependent. Okay. But it's like, you can get, like, one ass cheek, but not two ass cheeks. Not, not like a full moon. Yeah. Like... It's fine. You know. Yeah, you like one fuck and there has to be like solid context for it. Yeah. Uh, I think you can show like some degree of sex, but not like Cindy Sweeney fucking doing softcore porn. No. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. That's that's it's out of there. Right. Uh, so I that's when I was watching this thinking to myself, OK, is this Scientology at work here? Is this that that was the one time where the the, the Tom Cruise the Scientologist time Tom Cruise in my mind was starting to bleed into the the film, the actor Tom Cruise just because like hey the now this Grant, is what I'm going to do because that that's what I'm letting you do because it's Scientology I don't know I don't know it's a possibility granted he's like six, Wait, and it's not the only the only time that somebody's uh, 
personal beliefs have, you know, forced a certain, you know, change in filming. Yeah, I mean, he's 60 years old, too. I mean, do you really want to see a 60-year-old bare ass out there? Uh, not really, even even if he's maintaining. It, the same age, a couple of years ago, the same age that Wilford Brimley was when they filmed Cocoon. And- uh, that's the... I, that's always <laughs> what we Wilford Brimley was in Cocoon at age 52, and this is what he looked like. And you're like, what? Yeah. Even my Wilford father Brimley was Wilford Brimley was an old man at 35 <laughs> with white hair and a mustache. Even my father made a made a crack about uh, Tom Cruise drinking the blood of children. <laughs> I'll be honest. If he pro- I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if somebody was like, yeah, Tom Cruise. We found out Tom Cruise does bathe in the blood of the innocent children. You're like, I, I, I wouldn't be shocked. I'd be like, OK, I'm a, I'm a little suspicious. But if you can prove that, absolutely, I'm not shocked at that statement. Oh, Cruz is only 59. I thought he was older. Only okay. 59, so he doesn't have a 60 year old ass. I think he's turning 60 this year, though. Let me, let me. Well, I'm turning Japanese. At least I think so. Uh, July 3rd, 1962. So he is still uh, in his 50s for an article. So he was not born on the 4th of July. Ha ha ha! So, uh, Leah Remini, do you think she should just shut up? No, because I'll be honest. Scientology is a fucking death cult. I agree. Yeah. I think Um, she should just shut up. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I I mean, yeah, I mean, like we know can be fucking annoying. You proved your point. We get it. We know it's bad. Like, I I think she's just like, until they lose their tax exempt status, I'm not going to shut up. That, okay, that yeah, I mean that's that's. I think that's really what it is. She's like, as soon as you lose your tax exempt status because you're no lot not a fucking religion, then I'll shut the fuck up. But until then, hey guys, Scientology, 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 because I mean that's what you have to do with a cult. You got to expose it to air, and then it shrivels up and dies. Uh, I don't have the audio, um, but there Yahoo transcribed uh, user at. Sc- Oh, S K C H G O. It's like you're trying to, you know what? He sounds exactly like my son trying to spell things. What does this spell? S K G S K O. I'm like, it spells Sagisco. It's not a word. What is this? F G F R F R P. Figure for perp. It's not a word, buddy. You're putting the random letters together. It's not working, okay? <laughs> have a fucking spelling bee with your kid. Yeah. What is T S R S R S R S? It's Tsurzuzuzuz. Okay, stop trying to spell a stutter. Look, it it makes sense to him. Okay, I I was once his age. I know yeah. what it's like. Yeah, it's, it's tough life. <laughs> um, maybe I do have the audio. Saying I want everybody to be able to work with Tom. I, I don't do. Care okay, what your profession is. Here we go. Having Tom there. Oh, is this what we're doing now? Yeah? No? We just completely forgot about the fact that he's in Scientology. We completely forgot about the fact that, like, you know, he's second in command in Scientology. We're going to forget about Leah Remini and the stories that Leah Remini shared about leaving Scientology and the impact that Tom Cruise has on Scientology. No? We're not going to... We're going to leave out all the things that Scientology has done to people. We're going to play that game because cause, cause Tom Cruise gave you a little bit of attention and made you feel special. Oh, sweetie, that's called grooming. Yeah. He's in a I mean, if, I'll be honest. What? Uh, 33, right? That's the age. Uh, as soon as you turn 33, he's, he's uh, kicking you to the curb, right? That's what happened with uh, all three of his uh, marriages. Or is it 33 was when he picked him up? I can't remember. It's one of those two. Uh, it's a good Smashing Pumpkin song. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Uh, I myself am uh, starting to run out of uh, numbers where my age corresponds to songs. So I have that coming up this year. And then I don't know uh, what what else. <laughs> uh, what do we got? What do we got? Uh, I mean, if nothing else, uh, there's always uh, 64, right? From from uh, little uh, Paul McCartney. Sure. In between then. Uh, I can't drive 55. All right. That's before then. Ooh, 45 by the gasoline anthem. Yep. Do that. Uh, uh, well, 45 by shine down, right? Uh, 46 and two. 
Oh, there, there we go. So that could be 46 and 48. Oh, because right? you're doing math, right? Yeah. Right. So. And I'm staring down the Uh, this chick, by the way, she's eating broccoli while she's going on her, her tirade here. Well, that's just fucking unprofessional. Fucking broccoli. Fuck that. Get them green beans in there. She kind of looks and sounds like Danielle when she's doing her Instagram stories. <laughs> Sorry, Danielle. <laughs> womp womp. Uh, so anyway, that, that's this chick going off uh, about that. And that, that came to light because Leah Remini uh, retweeted it and was saying, Preach, girl. Couldn't have said it better oh my myself. God. So just now, just now. Yeah, she says uh, she went according to Yahoo. Remini went after Representative Adam Kinzinger, uh, the Republican from Illinois, who called the new Top Gun movie, quote, awesome. She said, instead of investigating Scientology for its abuses, its intimidation of IRS officials, among other things, you're promoting the, the project of its second in command. Got it. I mean, yeah, it's, if you think about it, like you're like, if, if you were promoting, you know, Heinrich Himmler's movies, yeah. you're like, hey, he's kind of killing a lot of Jews over here, right? Like, you were going to forget about that? I mean, yes, false equivalency. Yeah, I know. I know. You know, everybody goes back to Nazis. That's the easiest thing I could think of. I couldn't think of Pol Pot's second command. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, you see, know? this is where I like, because. The, the the guy here, Kinsinger, was then going on Twitter because people were going after him for, for that. And he was saying things like, dude, like, I just like the film. It was a good movie. Chill out. Like, he was saying that on Twitter. That's when I'm, I'm saying, like, okay, Remini, shut up. It's a good movie. Go, uh, stop politicizing it. I get Scientology is is kind of bad and that uh it, it needs to just go away but shit just enjoy the film stop connecting it to things i i understand i understand but it, the connection is there man the connection is there if he wasn't so big into it i think it wouldn't be an issue right like that I, you know especially after somebody uh you know somebody's son decided to commit suicide because you know prescription uh antipsychotics are bad um you know they're you know they were they're pushing hard on travolta too and they're like hey well guess what your personal demons caught up with this we're gonna back off but you know i mean tom cruise fucks a lot of like katie holmes man like he fucking dragged her oh yeah and her kid i was not even his kid it's her kid like he does i mean like it's it's insane i guess it's their kid but is it really is it really uh, for you, Mike, these are some of the tweets. So Adam Kinzinger posts on Twitter, new at Top Gun movie was awesome. We remedy with the quote that we just read. Uh, Yashar Ali uh, replying to him saying, we're happy to educate you on how, how Scientology weaponizes tweets like yours against its members. Sounds, cra- sounds crazy. That's because it is to which he said, I like the Top Gun movie, bro. Chill. <laughs> Um, Mike Elgin on Twitter saw Top Gun yesterday. It was astonishingly great. See it in the biggest, louder theater, loudest theater you can. Which, by the way, yes, absolutely, see it in the theater. Do do not. Uh, Cruz was even adamant that this this came out in the theater. Did not come out on demand. There's even a little thing that played before uh, the showing from Tom Cruise, like. It just like, th- uh, thank you for being here, blah, blah, blah. But like, you know, you can tell he's genuinely happy that it got yeah. a theatrical release. And, well, you know, I, I do remember like he was filming. I, I don't know if it was for this. Or it might it have been for um, one of the, the most recent um, Mission Impossibles where he tears the fuck into somebody in production. Oh. Because they're not conforming to it's like COVID protocols. Yes, that was Mission and Impossible. Yeah, that was OK. All right. Because it's, you know, he's like. You, you like you you fuck you're fucking up fucks up 150 people around you and all of their jobs yes and like that that's the kind of tom cruise that i would appreciate the problem is he has that intensity on his cult too like it's it's i i, I can see the both sides of the coin there but i appreciate that where he's like i'm caring about your job and i'm caring about this guy's job 
and I'm not just being like, he's a douche in the right way when he's acting. If you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Uh, it's not this. It's not Christian Bale. Oh, no. good for you. That's what I was thinking. That's the bad douche. Yeah. What don't you fucking understand? Then why the fuck are you walking right through? Oh, da, 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 like this in the background. What the fuck is it with you? That's just Christian Bale just being an asshole. Uh, no, no, no. It's Christian Bale being Christian Bale true uh tom cruise yeah i sided with him when he was going off because uh, they were that was one of the first major films to restart production after I, I, the shutdown. i believe the first was jackass four uh jurassic world jurassic world beat out jurassic beat out um jack four yeah jackass four for yeah. first in production after yeah. covid started okay it was, it was jurassic world um because okay. they were um Oh God, uh, Malta! Because some of the film, for some reason, oh, we'll okay, find so out. Yeah. We'll find out next week why. Uh, yeah. It takes place uh, on Malta in Malta, and uh, they were there in the uh, you know, I guess because COVID you can was, literally seal off the country and be like, all right, is no one going in, no one going out. Now we're COVID free. Go. They were in. They were in locations where they could pick up and start filming again, and uh, you know, obviously be wary of COVID and take precautions. But it wasn't as bad as like being in the U.S., for example. Plus, they were they were setting precedents for, um, you know, uh, policies, procedures for how to how to film and and take precautions and everything. So now, I mean, obviously, we're a little more relaxed. Uh, this Maverick was finished like three years ago. It was supposed to come out in 2019. It got delayed, and then was going to come out in 20, and that covid happened and, yeah. and it just ate, and he's like, no 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 stop we're not doing it now it got yeah. delayed i think four times before we got to a point where we could start putting things in the theater and and you're not running the risk of not making any money uh we're in the triple digits for box office returns oh yeah they're they're, they're like this is like this is solid this might be tom cruise's highest grossing film ever uh, oh, it is. According to the Yahoo article, it's his first movie to break $100 million on opening weekend. Damn. So, and then he's got... And that, and that's considering where we're at now. Like, people aren't packing the theaters still. They're going, but they're not packing. Uh, when I saw Spider-Man, that was packed. Okay. Uh, it, it depends on what it is. Uh, true, true. I mean, you... you, you, you I, I also... <laughs> I also go, I like to go to the, to the theater, you know, uh, at 11 a.m. on Sunday when no one's there. So, um, like, I went, I saw Spider-Man opening night, and uh, that was, uh, it was understandably packed. Well, I mean, that, oh, that, oh, yeah, opening night, man, all bets are off. It's opening night on, a, you know, an A-list a movie. Opening night when Omicron was, like, the surge was... It was it, it had it started. We we were officially in surge territory when things were starting to slowly go backwards. Uh, you know, last winter, and yet they were still able to pack the theater. Uh, about a hundred million dollars uh, in this climate. That's really good. That's really good. I mean, it's it sounds like I'm underselling it, but that's really good. Um, last couple of uh, tweets here. I just wanted to show you, Mike. Um, so Mike Elgin said, saw Top Gun yesterday. It was astonishing and great. See it in the biggest ladder theater that you can. Carl Hansen responds, Top Gun equals Tom Cruise equals giving money to Scientology. I won't be watching any of his movies. I mean, is was it produced by somebody? Like, was it produced by Tom Cruise directly? Was it produced by... Uh, the Scientology underbelly, uh, you know. I mean, I'll be honest. I mean, if there's a Scientologist at my movie theater, I might punch him in the face accidentally. Sure. I mean, if he's cramming down your throat, if he's trying to test your thetan level while you're watching, like cramming down my throat, my God, I, I might accidentally trip myself and just my, you know, my palsy acts up, you know. <laughs> Last couple of here. Uh, Yashar Ali says, uh, responding to someone else. 
saying the beliefs upon which Scientology is based are so bizarre, even Gene Roddenberry would have avoided it and probably did. Ali responded, they are, but that's not the issue with Scientology. It's the abusive practices, the conversion therapy, the Holocaust denial, the imprisonment, the stalking, the forced abortions, the forced family separation, the prison camps. Uh, sounds like what's happening out in China right now. Uh, but I digress. Oh, with the Uyghurs, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Van Patten responds, bro, let this one go. Scientology sucks and everybody knows it. Top Gun is an excellent, fun film. <laughs> Goddamn right it is. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'll be honest. They're, they're both correct. And then finally, Dr. Ginny McDonald says, I just read two opinions about the new Top Gun movie. One said, if you watch the movie, you're supporting Scientology. The other said, it glorifies the military industrial complex. Why can't we just watch movies because they're entertaining? I'm so sick of politics and everything. Apparently, the military industrial complex did not allow Tom Cruise to fly. It <laughs> was the F-16. Uh, that's it. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, they're like, uh, no. And he like he was like pushing hard. Because guys, seriously, I'm Tom Cruise. Like, Fucking let me fly it. I'm, I'm, I'm certified. I can certify myself. Do this. Let's do this, right? We're going to do this. We're going to do this. And they're like, Tom, Tom, come out of the closet. <laughs> it's the same dude who hung on to the side of an airplane taking off. And yeah, one of the many Mission Impossibles. There's uh, a scene in uh, they show in the trailer for Dead Reckoning Part One where he rides a motorcycle off a uh, off a cliff. Does the old uh, San Andreas Mount Chiliad move? And he uh, he does so much of his stunt work. He's like almost Jackie Chan level. Yeah. And, well, I mean, no one's Jackie Chan level, but like almost. And that is also him wanting to remind people that he's almost 60 and uh, did not does not look like Wilfred Brimley did. No. <laughs> so uh, anyway, yeah. Separate Scientology from the film. Don't politicize it. See Top Gun Maverick. It is absolutely fantastic. It is worth the price of admission. Uh, if you can, I didn't, but if you can, see it in IMAX. Where'd you go see it in IMAX? I didn't see it in IMAX. Okay. Um, I, I saw it in a very standard movie theater. I've got uh, the, the showcase near me. They have one X plus screen. Mm-hmm. Um, they're... Uh, <laughs> That that theater was state of the art when it opened in 2004, and now it's a relic compared to other showcase theaters in the area. Passage I think, of time, man. Passage of time. I think in Attleboro near Emerald Square Mall, that the showcase there, every screen is an X plus. That's like the that that's like one step below IMAX, in my opinion. So, I think the yes. last thing. IMAX is IMAX, so yeah. What was the last thing you saw on IMAX? Fuck. Uh, I've seen only a few things at IMAX. Um, I saw Avatar at IMAX. I saw 300 in IMAX. And God, I don't know if I've seen anything since those two movies in IMAX. Okay. It's been a while. Yeah. It's, just, it's not as convenient. You know, you're like, you got I got to go to Natick. Yeah. That, that, I think that's the closest one to me too. Yeah. You know, there you go. It's an hour and you're like, all right, is it really worth it? Or just, you know. Yeah. I don't think the, uh, is it the museum of science? Yeah. I don't think they're showing any, uh, any non-educational films and that's a spaceship that they have there. Oh my God. The Mugar Omni theater. I think it was, it was 140 millimeter. Is that what it is? How they, sh- they shoot Matt? Yeah, I remember going on a field trip there. Uh, I think like I don't know, maybe like in the seventh, sixth grade, seventh grade. I remember following all my stupid friends up to like the, the top row, the back row. And that's uh, that is a solid like 85 degree angle. Oh my god, it is fucking insane. It is steep. Like if you I, fall, you're dead. Yeah, if you fall, you're falling to the floor three stories down. Yeah. And I'm sitting up there and they, we, they were doing like yeah, uh they were showing like a rocket launching and going into space. And the kid next to me kept hitting me because I kept like holding on to him because I was scared. <laughs> That's a good IMAX, dude. That's that's what you want to see Top Gun in, not not fucking. Oh my god! If they actually filmed like to be putting in that on Omni Theater like that, 
Like IMAX is one thing and Omni theater is fucking insane. Yeah. It's very, I, I, I don't, I didn't realize how rare it, it was because I grew up close enough to go to the science museum often enough and holy shit. That is a, like literally if you're sitting at the right spot, you don't see anything but screen almost. You're right. You don't, it's almost like, it's almost like it's, it was the equivalent equivalent of, of putting on Oculus Rift for the first time. And you're like, oh my God, everything is around me right now. It's two things that I think uh, as humans, you never forget. The first time you have sex and the first time you experience virtual reality. Like true virtual reality. Yeah. yeah. Putting, up, putting on a VR kit an oculus and and you know looking around and realizing there's there's you literally you're in a world mm-hmm. and we're not talking virtual boy guys okay <laughs> why is everything red why, why is am my, i getting sick why, why do my eyes hurt why do i have a migraine um what the hell is in the john garabedian he, he uh around these parts is a like a uh, I don't say idol, but like well known in the radio business around around these parts. But he did one of those like Saturday night dance party on Kiss One Hundred Eight, like you know one of those shows. <laughs> yeah. So he's got uh, like a home studio, and he lives in the mountains, deep in the mountains in uh, like New Hampshire, and. Uh, there's pictures on Facebook on his Facebook page of his, you know, his home studio. And it, this, this thing's like decked out. This is the kind of home studio I would love to have. A guy basically just built like a, a commercial looking radio station in his house. Um, only thing is he he's, you know, it's not really technologically advanced. He's using he insists on using like 30 year old equipment. So there's that. He, he uses software that does not run on anything higher than like Windows 3.1. So he's got a computer running Windows 3.1 with this software on it. And that's what he uses to play like phone calls, like playback. Now, he doesn't even use a Vox Pro. He plays. He uses this archaic software. Anyway, I bring this up because in his quote unquote green room, it's like uh, it's like the rec room in his house. Virtual boy. <laughs> he's got a virtual boy. And. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at the photo. And I'm like, you kidding me? Dude just got a virtual boy set. Like he's got it set up. So when uh, whenever he has guests. Like that's the entertainment. Like, do you do you want to try my video game? And he just has it out there. Like, no, dude, you uh, uh, you you preserve that thing. Sure. It's um, uh, you know, it, it was a disaster. But it's 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 a it's a moment in history. It's a, it's a blight on Nintendo's um, uh, heritage. But don't like wrap that thing in in cellophane, man. I'm trying to find the photos, send it to you, and there's just it, nothing but pictures of him. Guy definitely seems like he loves himself. <laughs> I think he's also like 85 years old too. That's that's the other thing is he does these. It's called open house party, and yeah, I think he's still doing it. And he's a little. Uh, I don't think he's. I don't think he's young enough to be doing it at this juncture, at this stage of the game. I don't know. That's just me. Found it. <laughs> All right. So let me show you two things here. Uh, first of all, it's the, this this will really go well audio only. But if you're watching uh, if you're watching the video at home, here you go. First of all, good God Almighty, Haley Williams is a smoke show. Always has been, always will be. True. And if I were her, I'd be frightened. Like yeah. <laughs> night and day, we're looking at right here. God, she is beautiful. And she's still beautiful. This photo has to be about 10 years old. Uh, you, 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 you base what era we're in based on what Haley Williams' hair looks like. <laughs> yeah, but it's coming back around, man. Right now, she's doing like the Stevie Nicks. 
I mean, I'd argue that she's this generation's Stevie Nicks, but uh, right now she looks very much like, uh, uh, I don't know, like early, like late 70s, early 80s Stevie Nicks. This photo is not from 2020, Mr. Garabedian. You lie. Okay, but here, <laughs> here it is. Uh, I'm waiting. There it is. There's, there it is. It's set up. It's set up next to a pinball machine and a CRT and a table talk, ar- uh, tab- table talk, table talk pies, uh, a tabletop arcade game. I mean, let's be honest. That's some classic shit right there. It's hooked up. The controller is there. The head, the, you have to wear a headset. It's all there, dude. He's even got the, uh, he's got the, the pinball machine. He's got the thing uh, opened up so you don't have to put quarters in. Oh, clearly, yeah. Uh, now I'm thinking about it. It's probably some terrifying, absolutely terrifying things that happen down here. Probably. Let me lure you in with my state-of-the-art virtual reality machine. So, uh, wow. Locks on the inside. Um, okay. Uh, I have a question. What the fuck were we talking about? What did we start with? We were talking about Top Gun. How the hell did yeah. we get the John Carabedian? Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. We were talking about IMAX. And oh, we kind of uh, IMAX. Yeah, because yeah. virtual reality, sex. Yeah, there you go. You fucking dangled the keys in front of me. Yeah. Hey, we got there. This 30 minute long podcast is now almost 60. Yeah. <laughs> and apparently I found out that a uh, the reason IMAX is so expensive they have to change the bulbs out often enough and the bulbs are like like thousands of dollars um, and it's a light it's bright enough to uh, to basically um, illuminate almost into space uh, there's an artist called Japanese Breakfast have you heard of her Japanese Breakfast I have not okay um, well, she's Korean, so there's that. Uh, Michelle Zander, I think her name is. Um, Go for it. Butcher it anyway. Well, she uh, played... Zoner? Zoner, yes, thank you. She played on the uh, season finale of SNL. Uh, really big for her, seriously. She played at Boston Calling. She's absolutely fantastic. I, lo- I love Japanese Breakfast. But uh, her, her stage setup, and you see it on SNL, where you're saying about IMAX and the light bulbs, when she was on stage, she had to have had uh, like a hundred of those energy saver light bulbs just dangling just different colors. It, the set was beautiful, but imagine that like, that's your job is to just set up and dangle a hundred light bulbs and, and it coordinated color coordinated. Yeah. There's a shitload. Yeah. Uh, she has a very good song. There might've been more than 200 right there. Jesus. Yeah. There you go. And that's for a live performance. I would laugh if she did that only for SNL. <laughs> <laughs> Just wanted to see if it would work. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Yeah. Uh, song called Roadhead. That's my favorite song of hers. It's about giving blowjobs in the car while it's in motion. So uh, last thing I saw in IMAX, this is what I was trying to bring up earlier before the keys were dangled in front of me. The last thing I saw in IMAX, remember Inhumans? Uh, yes. It was a Marvel, uh, it was a television series. It was supposed yes. to be, it was supposed to be a movie. And then they were like, mm, something's not working. It, I believe it was supposed to be the first film to come after, I want to say, and what effectively was Endgame. Cause remember Infinity War was going to be two parts. Yeah, like, it, yes. Like, well, so. Well, I guess it was like two, but it was like literally Infinity War part one, part two. And then Inhumans was supposed to be the first thing to follow that. And then they turned it into a TV series. The guy who did uh, uh, Iron Fist, Scott Buck, did Inhumans. And anything that guy does is just it turns to shit. And Inhumans (laughs) lasted one season. But they did special showings uh of the first two episodes and they packaged it and edited it to look like a film to be to basically be a feature-length film mm-hmm. uh but they were only showing it in imax okay and i went to the natick imax to see in humans the i guess the way that you know it was originally intended to be presented as a film and it was uh it was okay <laughs> it was okay look anson mount that dude's uh 
because he was like the main character in that. That guy could have. That guy was known for just doing stinkers. Not that guy, nothing that he did was successful. He finally has landed on his feet with Star Trek. I was gonna say he. If everybody doesn't know, he's the new Star Trek captain. Yep, he is. He's Pike. Strange New Worlds. I haven't watched it yet. I guess it's absolutely amazing. Um, so he's got that going for him, which is nice. So anyway, there you go. See Top Gun Maverick. Uh, listen to Japanese Breakfast. Uh, watch Star Trek. Those are those are my <laughs> those those are my uh, uh, my lessons. My homework assignment. All right, um, Mike. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for uh, doing this <laughs> one segment. It's a 30-minute, one-segment show, man. What are you talking about? God, Jesus Christ. That's how we do it. That's how we roll. Uh, but thank you for being here. Yeah, that's what I'm here for. Um, uh, I will talk to you, I guess, the next time uh, I talk to you. And if you do see Top Gun Maverick, let me know I'll what you think. Yeah, right. Let me know what I'll you think. Yell at this, I'll yell at the screen before it starts. Fuck Scientology, and then I'll, then I'll watch it. Nice. As, as, as you pull snacks out of your jacket. <laughs> Goddamn right. <laughs> Sir, it's 90 degrees out. Why are you in a parka? Uh, whatever. <laughs> Pulls out a full lunchbox. <laughs> pull out a microwave. Hibachi. Why I'm over here spending $16 on popcorn. <laughs> anyway. I'll tell right. you my price is off air. <laughs> All right. Uh, for the rest of you, we will talk at you next time. See you. Bye. Goodbye. Manifestation may not have happened.